Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Here we are. We're back with the afternoon edition here on a Tuesday. And, uh, you know, let me just uh, let me just tell you this. Uh, I'm going to get a hold of this book. I want to order it on Amazon right away so it can be shipped to me. But it's already just a day after it came out. It's the number one book on Amazon's bestseller list uh, uh, written by Peter Schweitzer. Uh, and it's called Blood Money. And boy, what a great name for it, because it is blood money. Now, remember, China is doing two things to us. Well, three th- they're doing a lot of things. First of all, they're stealing as much technology as they can get their hands on from us. You know, t- technology for space uh, exploration, for weapons, for anything. But then they are filling our children, our uh, people that are down on their luck, whatever, with fentanyl, just pouring fentanyl enough to kill the entire population, come flooding across our border carried by drug mules and by, uh, you know, people that want to get us hooked. And then this story today talks about the flood coming across from the Chinese government of these auto sear switches or Glock switches, as they're called. Now, what is happening? Well, this this is called, in this book by Peter Schweitzer, it's called Disintegration Warfare. And that's a perfect name for it. Disintegration Warfare. It's where they're disintegrating us from within. They're creating druggies and drug uh, drug addicted people. They're creating junkies that are using fentanyl. And if they use a little bit too much of it, well, you know what? It kills them. Eh, so what? Eh, they're dr- they're druggies. And then they're flooding these Glock switches. You know, and this word disintegration warfare comes from a, a book that was written by Chinese strategist and general Sun Tzu's. Yeah, the book uh, was, was, uh, was How to Fight a War, How to Win a War Without Fighting It. Sun Tzu's teaching uh, undermining a country, a rival country's national will, their values, and their cohesion. And you know what? That's exactly what's going on. This device, these devices, these shear switches, or Glock switches, they're auto shear switches, are about the size of a penny. They started arriving in the U.S. in large quantities in 2018. They're illegal in the U.S. except for use by law enforcement personnel and a select number of people who can qualify for a federal firearms license. Very few people can qualify for that with a criminal background check. Thus, criminals in the U.S. purchase them illegally from China via Chinese websites that are in English and targeting Americans. Now, is this a big problem? Well, let me me have you decide for yourself. Accordingly, between 2019 and 2021, That's what, three years? 2019 to 2021. There was a rise of 42,000% in incidents involving machine gun fire 
in 130 American cities. Although some of the illegal auto switches are made on, you know, because they can be made by the use of a 3D printer, but the vast majority on the streets are from China and are much higher quality than those made on 3D printers. Schweitzer goes on to say in, in his book, he says, the communist Chinese government has been flooding the United States with illegal gun parts as part of a disintegration warfare strategy it employs against Americans, America aimed at tearing the country apart from the inside out. According to this book, Blood, Blood Money, Schweitzer reveals how Chinese companies, which are heavily regulated by, by the Chinese government, are flooding the U.S. with auto sear switches, a small metal device also known as a Glock switch that can convert handguns into machine guns. They are illegal for most gun owners in the United States, but are being shipped in boxes by the thousands from China. As with fentanyl, the Chinese government is sending the auto shear switches to sow chaos and death inside the U.S. as part of a disintegration war strategy. The disintegration warfare focuses on the Chinese leader's words going after the United States' soft underbelly in terms of politics, economics, and the spirit of psychology of the people undermining a rival country's national will, values, and cohesion. Now, this is, a, this is a major thing, a huge deal. I'm interested to see what some of our callers, we have uh, Tom from over in Port Wing, first up here, uh, our number two. Uh, Tom, I knew these sear switches were out there, but I thought people were buying them uh, legally from arms dealers or making them on 3D printers, but now it turns out that Thousands of them are being flooded into this country by China. Well, I'll say something about that. I just have a footnote to uh, the situation in Ukraine because old uh, Jan Stoltenberg, er, uh, the head honcho of NATO, came out yesterday and said there will be no help for Ukraine. Okay. Wow. So just just to keep everybody up to speed on that. And you know what, Brad, I'll, I'll also say this. All the liars over there in Europe who claim that uh, this is going to be like that great domino effect and blah, blah, blah. And that's why the United States has to fork over bushel baskets of money and uh, boatloads of ammunition because that's what's right. going to happen. If they really believe that. Oh, old John wouldn't be saying what he said yesterday because he would be getting the troops ready. You know, if if Ukraine is the first domino to go and then it's going to be so on and so forth, uh, that would it, it would go without saying the troops would already be on the border. But they're not because so- they don't give a crap unless, uh, you know, it's only about the United States with their money and their and their weapons and everything else while they sit back and watch old reruns of I don't know Gilligan's Island in German. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about it. 
So, so you're saying yeah. the head of the UN basically said no, we're not NATO. we're not sending any men or NATO. We're not sending any men to die from our countries. Absolutely not. That's that's what he said. Now, as far as China, Brad, oh, it's more sinister than what we could have ever imagined. You know, this is the power that we're going to butt heads with, and that's why Taiwan, to me, is much more important. We need to be prepared because here, China, this is the continuation of the opium wars. I've said it before. Look up your history. I know it was about China and in England. They have just they know that England the United States is a replacement for England. Okay? Yeah. That's what the fentanyl is yeah. all about. That's why it comes in uh, by the shipload into Mexico, which gets paid handsomely, the government there, to allow the stuff to come in. How many major drug busts have we seen uh, on the Mexican uh, coast of these Chinese boats coming in with fentanyl dripping out of the back end of it? It's even more sinister than that, though, Brad. Look at all the junk that the Chinese send us. So, and we foolishly buy this junk from China. Even in the tractor business, the old tractors, they sell us this junk. I can take a part off a tractor that was on that tractor since 1942 and yeah. replace it with the Chinese replacement and it's junk in two months. How is that possible? <laughs> Not even kidding. Well, it's, a, the, it's a quality... But, you know, let me just, Tom, you, you mentioned the opium wars. And let me just yeah. mention or read you one small piece out of this book called Blood Money. Schweitzer concludes that as, as with drug warfare, China is attempting to incite civil unrest in the United States, similar to its own century of humiliation in which Beijing faults Western powers for sowing division in China on the 19th and early 20th centuries that they called the Opium Wars. Bingo. And they, and I yeah, they read that book. Yeah. Yeah. And they're saying they're saying that they're just it's it's an attempt to just pay us back for trying uh, to humiliate their country. Now they're trying to humiliate ours with the fentanyl wars. Yes, and, and look what they're doing with the amount of their GDP that is being funneled into their military. On the books, oh. if you look at the books straight up, it's not even half of what they're actually putting into the military weaponry all pointed at the United States of America. It's not pointed at anybody else. It's pointed at us. They mean us no good. We have to understand that they're communists. They're intent from day one. And I cannot believe how foolish this country and most of Europe has been ever since the 1970s. When I remember the Chinese standing around in either the blue or the gray suit that you got issued to you. Look what they've done. And now their guns are loaded and they're pointed at us, and now it's just a matter of time as to when the Chinese Communist Politburo says, "Let's go for it." Have you well, seen Tom any of the? Have you seen? Have you seen any of the photos of the island uh, air air uh, airport places that they are building in the South Pacific? These little atolls that were nothing yeah. but a, a slump of grass or a slump of rock. They've hauled in. 
thousands of of uh, shiploads full of concrete and rock and built these islands and built aircraft landing strips on them. And they're now calling them a Chinese military base and saying that we control yeah. this access or this area of the South China Sea. And the rest of Asia is quaking in their boots as to what's going to happen next. That yeah. whole region is is so scared that uh, they're acquiescing to them and allowing them to get away with all kinds of uh, fishing violations, uh, building, uh, saying that the, the the border runs out 200 miles out into the uh, ocean. And, yep. And they're scared to death of these uh, people because they know what's happening. And we better well, start waking up. We better we better start waking up. You're absolutely right. Thank you, Tom. So listen, I got to go to a quick break here. But before I do that, I want to remind all of our listeners about our good friends up at B&B Market up in Cloquet. Boy, I'll tell you what. Every week I read some of their weekly specials. And this week, February 24th through March 1st, which, by the way, is the birth date of my oldest boy. He's a leap year baby, <laughs> March 1st. Um, they have great Great specials. Listen to some of these. Reuben corned beef briskets, points or flats, five ninety nine a pound. They've got bone in beef short loins, T bone steaks, nine forty nine a pound, porterhouse steaks, nine ninety nine a pound. They've got, you know, just so many things. Bone in pork butts for a dollar sixty nine a pound. And on and on. I mean, yes, great meats, but they also got all the things that like your kids love. Johnsonville original brats, two ninety nine for a nineteen ounce pack of them. They've got things like marinated sliced hard salami or pepperoni for six ninety eight for a thirty two ounce pack. So these are all things that are coming to you courtesy of the B and B market, which is at the top of the Big Lake Hill in Cloquet. That's uh, where you see the big American flag by Perkins. Just go up that hill right in front of that, the Perkins there. And when you get to the top of it, you will find the B&B market. You can call them at area code 218-729-3555. They're open seven days a week, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Saturday and Sunday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., the finest meat market you'll find anywhere in the Northland. Folks, we have to take our first break. When we come back from that, we are going to have another visit from Tom Sullivan, who is one of the co-chairs of the Republican Party, and he's going to talk a little bit more about the uh, the event that's going on tonight. The co- the the uh, what what do you call it? Uh, I, I guess it's uh, just. The caucuses, that's what they're called. That's what they're called, caucuses, that are going to be happening at the middle school. So stay tuned for that when we come back after this first break. Is the Democratic Party leaning more left? They always lean left. I belong to the Republican, the Lincoln Party. They freed my ancestors. KDAL time is 1228. I've got uh, some clouds moving in here, Brad. Uh, Currently 40 degrees in Duluth, but uh, we're going to see some clouds, some dropping temperatures, some precipitation here in the Twin Ports. Nothing like the snow they're seeing up in the uh, I-Falls area, but nonetheless. 
And it's not going to be nearly as cold tonight as it's going to be tomorrow night. So there's no reason for you not to get out to the Caucasus, right, Tom Sullivan? Right you are, Brad. So the other day you came in and did a yeoman job of telling us about the Caucasus. But please, refresh us. Why is this important tonight? Well, it's important because uh, in our democracy, our democratic republic, uh, the grassroots, is the uh, the caucuses? That's where ideas are fomented. Uh, we've got uh, the election of officers that are going to represent uh, uh, us in the upcoming Minnesota uh, uh, convention, uh, and uh, and ideas that can be brought forward from from grassroots and carried right through to the national convention. So it's the the basic formation of party. Uh, party attitudes, party uh, ideas, and it can be carried forward from any citizen in the United States. That's hence the grassroots estimate. Tom, there uh, you're right on the money, and there have been cases that I have seen over the year, uh, over the years, where somebody comes up with an idea and puts it into their local caucus platform. And that actually almost word for word ends up in the national uh, platform at the national convention six, eight months later. I mean, it really is the start of everything. It truly is. It truly is. And it, uh, it takes uh, into consideration absolutely everything and everyone. So that, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of a, of a democratic republic. Well, and tonight is, is that first step. I, I will tell people, because I've been at a number of these caucuses, and uh, I will tell people, don't be surprised if when you register, and they'd like to have you there about 6.30 to register and get ready, and they'll break you up into your individual precincts. You might end up uh, in your precinct to be nominated for chair of your precinct, or maybe you'd be the recorder of your precinct, somebody that takes the takes the toll and finds out how many people are there, those kinds of things. It really is, uh, Tom, I think you would agree, it is the start, the grassroots of, of, of American government. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, uh, for the first time, I might add, Brad, the city of Duluth is now a Senate district instead of uh, the legislative district. So House, uh, House District's 7A and 7B in Duluth uh, will now be meeting as a Senate district. So the entire city okay. of Duluth will be meeting together uh, tonight uh, at, uh, you know, at the, the, the Lincoln Park Middle School, and, and uh, that's on, on West 3rd Street in Duluth. So, uh, yeah, uh, the ideas that, that can come out and be carried forward to the National Convention, is, uh, uh, it, it really uh, makes a big difference in how things are uh, discussed and decided. So. Yes, really does. So I'm going to put you on the spot, Tom, and ask you to speak to people that might be listening out there that have never been to a caucus before, never been to a, but they're interested in politics. What would you say to them to get them motivated to show up tonight? What I would say to them is that if you've thought at all about getting involved at any level, 
it's real comfortable to walk into a caucus. You're going to be meeting with friends, neighbors, uh, possibly future friends uh, as well. Some of my closest friends uh, were people that I walked into and met uh, at the, 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 the first time I went to a caucus. And it's amazing how many people that you will know when you walk through the door uh, just as, as, as neighbors and, and yeah. friends in the community. So it's real comfortable to come in. And that's, that's what I would stress is that don't worry about walking into something that's going to be unusual or, uh, or stressful at all. It's very, very yeah, comfortable it's not- to walk in. Absolutely. It's not an uncomfortable situation at all. You'll feel like you're right at home with neighbors. So, Tom, tell us one more time. Destination, what time, what should they, uh, what do they need to bring anything with other than themselves? Don't need to bring anything. Just uh, show up. uh, Like I say, the one in Duluth, uh, uh, the caucus itself starts at 7. Registration starts at 6 o'clock. And uh, we'll have some some formal announcements and activities, Pledge of Allegiance, etc. That starts at 6.30. So we split up into the caucuses then at 7. So if people can be there at 6 o'clock to register, 6.30 events will start uh, formatting from there and uh, go into the caucuses at 7. I also have, uh, if you... Uh, would like to have it uh, announced. I've got the addresses for, or the destinations, if you will, for the uh, for the uh, two harbors uh, and Hermantown areas. So two. Yeah, two please. Meet, uh, yeah, they meet uh, in the two harbors community center, and again, that uh, has the same time schedule. And for the folks in Hermantown, also your listening area. Uh, same thing. They meet at uh, the Hermantown Middle School Library, so that's uh, that covers two harbors and, and Hermantown and uh, Duluth itself. Lincoln Park Middle School registration at six. Fantastic. Well, uh, maybe uh, maybe you can give us a brief call tomorrow and just let us know what kind of a turnout it was and uh, and how things went. Uh, I think some people might be curious to know that weren't able to go or whatever tonight. But I'm hoping everybody will take the opportunity to get out and attend their caucuses tonight. Uh, thanks, Tom Sullivan. You did a great job as always, and uh, we look forward to having a decent turnout tonight. Sir, sure, I'll be glad to call you tomorrow, too. All right. Thanks much. Appreciate it. So, Kenny, we got to do CBS News. KDAL time is 1240. Baudette. Minnesota, the Baudette International Airport, 8 degrees. 8 degrees, Brad, that's pretty cold. Uh, But they have a lot of snow coming down up there. Uh, They've seen a lot of snow. They're going to see more snow. There is a winter storm warning in effect uh, until 6 p.m. for areas around Lake of the Woods, Kuchiching, Voyagers, northern St. Louis County. So that's going on up there. If you get down by the Iron Range, uh, Eveleth, 27 degrees. And then here in the Twin Ports, uh, we're kind of mild. Uh, Superior right now, 42 degrees. Now, do they actually call Baudette Airport an international airport? It is. <laughs> really? KB... I wonder, how many, I wonder yeah. how many flights a day they have coming and going out of there. KBDE, uh, Baudette International Airport. I'm not sure. Something to look into for sure, but uh, yeah. 
Well, Kenny, did you hear the ad just uh, during our break there, during our CBS break, I think we had an ad for the University of Minnesota system. Uh, I was talking about, uh, you know, so many different schools all throughout Minnesota are all part of that system. They have a new president as of today. Yes, they've been searching for a new president for the University of Minnesota. The next president is a top research administrator at the Midwestern Big Ten School of Michigan. She has been, her name is Rebecca Cunningham, and she's a research administrator and physician from the University of Michigan system, um, and she is going to take the job at the University of Minnesota effective July 1st. Uh, Cunningham will be the 18th president of the University of Minnesota system, uh, which uh, leads five campuses with more than 68,000 students and nearly 27,000 employees. Cunningham said she brings experience in academic medicine as well as at, as the hands-on side from her time as an emergency room physician. She uh, has currently been serving as vice president for research and, and innovation at the University of Michigan, uh, before that, she served as Associate Vice President for Research and Health Sciences, uh, but she's been with the University of Michigan system since 1999 and uh, appears like she will be the new president after a fairly extensive search uh, of the University of Minnesota system. So we welcome her aboard and uh, wish her well on developing the Minnesota systems. Rebecca Cunningham. Yeah, I think her friends call her R.C., <laughs> really? Well, I could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this. were you surprised, though? Uh, tell me the truth now. Were you surprised about this story this morning that China is not only flooding in fentanyl into this country, but now they're flooding in these, surge, these surgers, these uh, devices that can turn your uh, semi-automatic pistol yeah. into an automatic weapon? And that they're eventually ending up in the hands of gangs, felons, and drug dealers. You know, Dano sent me a video that Kara, Kara Levin put out in the Twin Cities a couple of weeks ago. Uh, these are scary devices, Brad. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, they will. No doubt. They're uh, fully automatic. They make a Glock, a complete automatic uh, firearm. Um, it's... Yes, I, I am concerned about what China is doing and why are they doing it, Brad? It's part of the disruption. Listen, yes. this administration, governments, whether it be mayors, uh, governors, city administrators, what are they turning to, Brad? What's important to them? DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Exactly. They're taking. They're even trying to force that onto our military now. Can you imagine with China building the biggest standing army in the world, building their navy, building their bases, and we're worried about diversity and equality in our military instead of how quickly can you kill the enemy? There is a story that's out that I was reading that researchers uh, research rather has studied the effects of diversity training for years. And you know what they found out, Brad? A resounding theme. Most DEI programs don't work. No, yeah, they, they don't. They really don't. 
Well, anyway, I was interested to see in this story, Schweiger, uh, Schweitzer, I should say, Peter Schweitzer, who's written this book called Blood Money, has also even noted that when Democratic Senator Amy Klobuchar and Cory Booker, also a Democrat from New Jersey, they wrote it. Uh, they wrote the Attorney General Merrick Garland in 2021 to express concern about the switches. You know these switches that will convert a semi-automatic handgun into an automatic. They mentioned China's role as a supplier, but they did not call for any action towards Beijing in response. Why? If you if you are a senator like Amy Klobuchar and you know that these switches are being flooded into this country by an enemy country, by China, and flooded onto the streets of Minneapolis and St. Paul and given to gangbangers to turn their pistol into a machine gun, why wouldn't you cause some action to be taken against China? Oh, but now wait a second. You mentioned Amy Klobuchar. Yeah. Oh, Brad, no, 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 no. You don't understand, Brad. This administration here in Minnesota, our Governor Walls, our Attorney General, uh, the senators on hand, Tina and Amy, Brad, the police are the enemy. The police are the bad people. Listen to our Congresswoman, Ilhan Omar. We must dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. So this puts them in a corner all of a sudden, Brad, and they've been there for a while. What happens when uh, Governor Walls has his little press conference here a few days ago? Uh, the, the Minneapolis police, and uh, they walked out on him, Brad. They're not going to listen to his BS. No. Yeah. Because he wanted to talk about the shooting in Burnsville, and the police know that the shooting in Burnsville happened by an individual who didn't have gun rights, who shouldn't have access to guns, period, at all. And all the governor wants to do and wants to talk about is making guns harder for law-abiding citizens to get. It's pathetic. Yeah, it it really is. Yeah. Well, thank you for that educational piece, Kenny. I, I knew there was some reason why Amy Klobuchar and people like that wouldn't have gone to the mat, wouldn't have said, doggone it, we got to stop this flow. We, we've got to say this. See, this is me. If I was a senator, and probably you too, if I was a senator, I'd have said this in a meeting. I'd said, look, here's the deal. The first time we find out that a box full of these shears are coming from China, we're going to automatically ban some product coming out of China. And I don't care what it is, televisions, uh, electric cars, some, some product that they want to ship to us, we're going to ban it. The next time we see another box of it coming out of China, we're going to ban another product. And before long, we'll have shut off all trade with China. But you know what? That's all right, because they are trying to feed us things that are going to kill us, either devices for weapons to make gangbangers weapons automatic, or they're going to feed us with fentanyl. The U.S. political leaders, uh, this is again, I'm reading right out of this book called Blood Money, are more focused on going after American gun manufacturers producing a legal product for millions of Americans 
than cracking down on Chinese companies catering to and further weaponizing criminal gangs in the United States. It's really that simple and that honest. That's what this whole thing is about. But boy, I'll tell you what, you you got to get a hold of a copy of this book. I can't wait to read it myself because Peter Schweitzer has written some other great expose books and he's done a lot of research. And uh, this kind of took me for a loop this morning that uh, these many things were happening in 130 cities where they have found these Chinese shear switches or Glock switches in gangbangers' weapons that they are turning these weapons. And these guys don't care. They really, they're not marksmen. They don't care about marksmanship or proper control of a weapon. They just want to spray a lot of people with uh, with rounds. That's, that's, what, that's how they keep the threat of their uh, terror going in, in their areas with their drug lords. Is, uh, they just pray and spray, as they say. Anyway, we got to go to our Minnesota news break. And then we'll come back and wrap up our number two here in the Tuesday edition of Sound Off. KDAL time is 12.54. We're starting to see some clouds move in the uh, Twin Ports, Brad, and uh, 39 degrees. Yeah, the temperature's dropped a couple of degrees already. Uh, Hayward, Wisconsin, uh, fair skies, 57 degrees. Say, Brad, on the phone, we do have NASCAR Nicole from the Dahlberg Law Office. Well, NASCAR, I, uh, I'm glad you you called in today because I had to tell you uh, last week when we talked about the NASCAR race, it was such a close race, two cars edge to edge. This week was even worse. There were three of them edge to edge. Three one-thousandths of a second? Like, what? <laughs> that was crazy. What? That was what crazy. is going on? I couldn't. Do not know. I looked at that picture and I could not have picked the winner myself. So it's got to be all done electronically, right? It is. It is, and I couldn't tell either until they slowed it down, like to the microscopic. Like even the first one, when they slowed it down, I couldn't tell if it was Suarez or Blaney. I knew it wasn't Kyle Busch because Kyle Busch was, you know, that much farther behind. But I was thinking it was Blaney, and then until they did the very, very last one. You know, then you could tell it was Suarez, but it was just, it was so close. There was no way to know. It was a good finish. <laughs> now, why why does it get that close at the end? Is it because of all the starts and restarts and things like that that bring it that close? It can. It can. Um, but Atlanta is also a uh, super speedway like Daytona. So okay. it's one of those drafting tracks, and that's what they call, you know, drafting. Um, and when they come before and, you know, either behind or on the side of each other, so it's, it's hard to oh, to explain it, but yeah, when when they make moves like that, that if they move in the wrong spot, that it can be close like that. But it, that mostly happens at um, super speedways like that. Okay, it's, it's crazy. Well, I gotta I gotta tell you, yesterday when I was talking to Chris about the ad, um, I mentioned to him a conversation that I'd had with a friend over the weekend. Uh-huh. And this friend, this friend was going to inherit his mother's home. Okay. Now you have to re- you have to remember this friend has no other children. The, he had no other brothers and sisters. He was the only child. Okay. His dad passed away a number of years ago, and mom inherit mom got the house, and mom has had the house ever since. Now, naturally, you would think he would automatically get the house. Well, it would have gone that way had they had a will, 
But now it turns out he's going to get the house, but they have to go through probate because there was no will even with just him being the only executor or the only recipient of the will. There was yeah. nobody that said, hey, you're going to get the house at the death. It's in the will. Right. So even, that's crazy that you have to go through all of that like that. But that that's what uh, probate's about, isn't it? Yep. And even if you have a will that says that, that's still not enough to avoid probate. You have to have oh. something that goes with it. They have... You either have to have the, the, the house in a trust, a deed of trust, or you have to have a transfer on death deed for the house. Okay. So even if okay. you specified, you know, Nicole was going to get my house upon my death, you still have to go through probate if you didn't do that transfer on death deed or a deed of trust. So having sure. that will does not always avoid probate only, but we help you do all of it together to make sure that you don't have to have a probate. That's why that's why you have an attorney involved so that you can make sure that everything is absolutely protected because there are several steps that have to be done in conjunction with the will. So. Well, we're running out of time, Nicole, so give us the phone number to call to make sure that you don't have those kind of worries in your family. How do you call the Dahlberg Law Firm? 218-722-5809, 218-722-5809. Minnesota or Wisconsin, All right. help you out. Thank you very much. We'll see you all back on the other side. We've got one more hour to go here on Sound Off, so please join us back shortly. 